If you don't shoot, you won't kill it. Look here, Tom. It's like this. Bill, we fucked up. Fucked up bad. Tell me something encouraging. You say you're not supposed to leave elk to find elk. And could that not be any more true in this situation? This podcast is brought to you by Right to Bear. Located in Alpine, California, hit up Trent and Andrew for all your equipment, ammo, and firearm needs. Guys at Right to Bear are the best that San Diego has to offer and can line you up for success at the range or smashing that buck of a lifetime. What is up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ridge Ridge Outdoors podcast. Today, I'm extremely excited to bring to you guys uh, the founder of All In. Um, Nathan has developed a product that, without a doubt, is changing the game. If you guys are like me, and you guys go on YouTube and watch hunting videos and outdoors videos and dive into that rabbit hole, right? Then I'm sure you guys have come across Eric Chester's video about all in the Digiscope adapter. And he actually runs through and dives into what it is and, and how quick it is and how well it attaches to your to your spotting scope. I'm sure you've seen Martin Chag's video. And Brian Call just did a video podcast with uh, Nathan and Eric Chester to discuss the rollout of this product, right? So that being said, Nathan launched all in and this is hitting the industry by storm. If you guys have a spotting scope, then you guys have probably messed around with some sort of digiscope adapter, right? And we have all ran into the troubles of not having your, your digiscope adapter, um, on your spotter while you're glassing through your binos or or you're on the tripod in your glass and then you got to get your spotter on then you got to attach your digiscope and adapter to it right and we've all missed animals that we're trying to look right they move they go behind some trees some rocks whatever it is we ran out of time listen all in is a game changer it takes two seconds right you guys need to pay attention to this episode make sure if you're in the market for a digiscope adapter, you hit up Nathan at All In, and you go ahead and purchase your digiscope adapter, okay, for your spotter. If you're running any other product, listen, trash it, because that's what it is, okay? This changes the game. So that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the, enjoy this episode with Nathan. One more thing, guys. If you guys want to get your hands on one of these digiscope adapters, right, you need to go to www.allin, okay? It's O. L-L-I-N dot C-O, not dot com, dot C-O, okay? And it's all in. That's how it's pronounced. Even though it's spelled O-L-L-I-N, it's all in, okay? www.O-L-L-I-N dot C-O. Make sure you guys share this episode and enjoy. All righty. I'm, I'm Nathan, founder of All In. We launched a new magnetic digiscoping adapter uh, just barely over two weeks ago and um, have had incredible responses and just excited that Brandon invited us on to, to the podcast, Ridge to Ridge. Absolutely, man. I, uh, it's funny because a lot of, you know, a lot of my friends and a lot of my listeners are digiscopers, right? Like we go out in our off season scouting when we're actually hunting, we all like to film what we find, right? It's like part of our, um, 
community where like we'll go out and if we have service we can send what we found you know at the end of the day we're talking about it whatever look what i've it, and this all revolves around digiscoping it's it's insane and for the most part there's always been the one product out there that everyone typically used right and that was phone scope that being said i had watched an eric chesser outside video uh, a couple weeks ago and here it is here's a new product all in right? So how did this product come about, man? Because it, it's game changer. It's not, it's not, you know, I mean, how did it happen? Just give us a rundown. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm right there with you, right? Like there's no better way to go back and relive your hunts, your scouting trips, whatever you're doing, your hikes, than going, going back and being able to watch, you know, videos and look at pictures of, of all the different stuff you're capturing. And so, you know, I like you guys and your, you know, you and your listeners been been running digiscoping adapters for, for years. Um, for me, it was more of a, it was one of those, it was one of those tools that I would, you know, usually throw in my bag, but sometimes forget. Um, and then clear back in 2022. So I'm from Southeast Idaho and I drew out on a once in a lifetime bighorn sheep hunt. Oh, wow. And, you know, been chasing mule deer and elk since I was very little my whole life. Um, but obviously these, these bighorn sheep, like a completely different ball game. I didn't have a ton of experience with it. And when I drew out on this hunt, it was the first time where it's like, man, I need to really take this digiscoping seriously because it's hard to judge, you know, the size of bighorn sheep for me, especially compared to deer and elk. And, you know, I wanted to get as much content as I possibly could. And so, 2020, there was one particular day I was up in the Lost River mountain range of Idaho and we were 10,000 feet in elevation. And as you can imagine, you know, when you bomb into this type of country, you're miles in and it's not like you can just hop and skip, you know, from one canyon to the next super easy. And so there was one day we were out there. I was with my dad and a couple of my brothers and we glassed up a really nice ram, one of the biggest ones that we had seen in the unit. And, you know, glassed it up with my binoculars and then quickly tried to get my spotting scope set up. And I had a different digiscoping adapter that I was using at the time. And by the time I finally got that digiscoping adapter set up, like the ram had walked behind the trees out of sight and I just did not have any good footage of him. And it drove me crazy. And so that's where the pain point kind of started for me. That's where I was like, okay, we've got to come up with something different. And then it was a couple of months later, I, uh, dude, it's kind of, it kind of sounds weird to say this, but like, I actually had a dream that I was working on something. Um, and I woke up, I, you know, I was working from home at the time. And when I woke up, I, I, I couldn't remember any of the details, but my mind was in innovation mode. And that pain point was still in the back of my mind from that sheep hunt. And anyways, I walked into my office and I drew on a piece of paper, this, this concept of a digiscoping adapter with magnets. And after I drew the idea, I looked at the piece of paper and I'm not an artist. It looked like crap, but the impression I kept getting was like, do something with this. Like, don't let this just be an idea that sits on a piece of paper and you don't create or do anything about it. And so then I just, you know, just like exercise it or anything else, just one day at a time, just tried to figure out how to get it going. And so went to Walmart, bought a bunch of glues some phone cases, some magnets, was trying to put something together complete fell 
um, did not work the first time I did it. And so then I watched hours of YouTube videos trying to figure out how to do some engineering, you know, some CAD designs to, yeah. to, to design something. And it was, it was literally the most basic design. It was literally just like a circle with magnets in it. And it took me hours and I got really close to finishing that. And then I had a cousin of mine just kind of help me make one little tweak to it. Cause he is an engineer. And, um, anyways, I went and 3d printed that, that design up, put some magnets in it glued this thing to my phone case and first time I tried to put the the adapter on a spotting scope like didn't fit so I spent like hours hand sanding the inside of the the plastic that I had and then anyways I finally got to the point where it fit on the the optic that I was the spotter that I was trying to test it on and um got the phone case all set up the way I wanted to and you know I actually just barely bought a different digiscoping adapter like before this idea came about and it was sitting on the table next to me. And when I finally got this prototype ready, I put it on my spotting scope and it worked. Oh. And I was like, okay, this, this still looks very prototype. It doesn't look as nice as I want sitting on the table, but if I'm out in the mountains or in the desert and I'm trying to capture wildlife, like I'd rather have this one than that one. Right. And so, yeah, it kind of got to that point. And then just one day at a time, just try to figure everything else out after that. See that that's crazy. I mean, when, <laughs> the the fact that it went from, you know, an idea in the field and then you kind of tossed it around in your head and then you dreamt about it, right? And you got up, tweaker style, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> right, yeah, and it's went, like... <laughs> you know, and went and drew it out and it came to fruition. That's so cool, man. That is so cool. Yeah, it was, it did, was pretty wild. When, uh, did... Like you had your buddy's 3D printer do this, or did you have to buy one and you just threw your cab? Uh, no. So I had, I've, I've got a family that runs an engineering plant and they have a 3D printer over there. And I was like, Hey, can I pay you guys to 3D print this? And yeah, they 3D printed it for me there first. And then, um, that was the first one that I built. And then I have another buddy that he actually had his own little, you know, low cost 3d printer. And after that first one, I was working more closely with him to just keep 3d printing more stuff as I kept trying to fix the design. Yeah. Um, I mean, it went through, I mean, we went through a lot of work to get it to, to where it is today. Right. Like a lot of tweaks, you know, we, once we figured out that the functionality was where we wanted, now we got to figure out how can we improve that functionality and all these different things. So yeah, I've got a, I've got a little office here just full of plastic 3d prints all over. So Right. Pretty wild. Is that now, <laughs> now tell me this, is, is there any like, uh, issues in regards to making phone cases for phones? Like, do you have to reach out to manufacturers and get the okay for you to make a, a case or is it just generic? Anybody can make a case. So anybody can actually make a phone case, but I actually, so the actual phone case piece, there's two, there's, there's two parts to it. There's, uh, a magnetic adapter that goes on the phone case. And that's one of the parts that I innovated, built, and I have a patent around. Correct. Um, and then there's the actual phone case. And this, this, this first iteration that we launched out, I just worked through my manufacturing partners um, to find some cases that are slim, um, flat around, you know, where the cameras are going to be. And then we've connected the two, you know, my innovation and their phone case we essentially, we essentially connect them together centered around the camera that you're going to be using for digiscoping. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody is buying our product right now, it's shipped and ready to go for them. So they don't have to like assemble anything themselves. It's just already 
it's a case you throw on that's ready to go. And it's already ready to rock. Yep, yep, exactly. Because, you know, when you, like, for example, I have an iPhone 13 Pro Max, right? Thing's got three cameras on it, I think, has three. It might have more. Well, it has three, right. it has three lenses on it, right? So it has three. Right. So the product, like, the case would come ready for the actual lens that is it, yep. it's going to be using under video, correct? Yes, exactly. So if you click on just your camera, you know, whatever camera app you have on your phone, when you click photo and you click video, whatever camera that automatically selects, like that's the camera that you're typically using for digiscoping. Right. Um, Because one of the, so there's three different lenses. There's one that's a portrait lens, and that's for taking pictures of something really up close, which you're usually not doing digiscoping, right? Correct. And then you've got that lens that goes from like a one zoom all the way to like a 10 zoom. I can't remember exactly what it is on the iPhone 13, but I think it's a 10 zoom. And that's usually what you're using for digiscoping. And then the other camera is one that's like, if you're just taking a picture a crazy long ways away, just with your regular camera and you're zooming into like a hundred zoom or whatever it is now. Right. um, That's what is used for that. But yeah, the, the one that, that's typically utilized for digiscoping is that, that second camera. And, you know, the biggest thing that we wanted to see when you put the phone on your optic is that really crisp, clean, outer black ring mm-hmm. showing us that you're centered. And then just like other digiscoping products, you can zoom in to get rid of that ring um, and, and you're good to go. And so, yeah, typically it's, it's around that center camera. Yeah. I, and, you know, it seems as if, did you, well, hold on. Did you put a team together to figure this out? Because people might look at this and be like, well, it's just a case, right? And it has a magnet in it. And, and no, that's not the case, man. You had to actually do research in regards to the actual cameras in these phones. It's, it's not, most, most phones don't have one camera lens on it anymore. Like they, they're, right. it's, a, it's a complex thing. And there's a lot of research that goes into this kind of stuff on the back end of uh-huh. it, in the design process, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And yeah, so I, I've definitely had some, some support. Like, you know, I've got a buddy that's an engineer that's helped me with some of the CAD files, but um, one of the things that I'm super proud of is everything that's come about from this has been a, a lot of it has come from me just bootstrapping and working super hard and getting super creative. So I was literally like, you know, talking to friends, family, cousins, seeing what phones everybody had. So I could test this on a ton of different phones. I was buying phones off like Facebook marketplace and uh, this, this other site called KSL classifieds. And I was just doing all sorts of things to just try to just figure out solutions. You know, I was working another full-time job while I'm doing this and, you know, we've, I've got family to feed and, we're on a tight budget as it is. And so I was bootstrapping as much as I could to, to solve a lot of those, those challenges and figure a lot of that stuff out. And that's uh to me, it's, it's, it's one of the things that I'm proud of about the story. And it, to me, it's just a testament that if, you know, if you're truly passionate about something, you just figure out how to make it happen. Right. Absolutely. Like, even if you don't have unlimited resources, if you're truly passionate about something like I was doing this in the mornings before my nine to five and then evenings till midnight and weekends. And, um, like I said, definitely have had support of family and friends and couldn't have got here without them. But a lot of it was just kind of hustling and bootstrapping a lot of it. Yeah. Just getting after it. This is, this is the way great products are innovated and created. Right. Like th- yeah. this is exactly it. When you, you know, I, I know that your company hasn't been around for very long, 
But this is exactly how things are built that are a, that are a mainstay, right? I mean, th- it goes from anything. Everything starts with an idea, right? And, mm-hmm. and once that idea has been created, you move on from there and, and look exactly what you've done. You literally went from a dream, and I, you know what I mean, like an instant that made you think twice, and then you went to a dream, a drawing on your office, you know, on your desk, and now you got a product and products that are coming, and it's it's great, it's awesome, and the industry is going to change over it. Uh, this quick disconnect style is exactly what everybody wants. No, n- listen, I'm not bashing any other company that's out there. I'm not. Because it's worked, and it worked great, and I have great photos and videos because of them, right? And without them, I wouldn't have, generally speaking, the mounts that I have. Because digiscoping and looking, getting a good look through your phone, through your spotter, is exactly how you determined how to go in. Like, this, right. I want to go in on this animal, specifically because of this. Oh, you found them in your glass, right? Then you hooked up on your spotter. Or you found them through your spotter, but to get a better look, what do we all do? We throw our phones on them, right? And we zoom in. That's exactly yeah. it. And we have all lost animals, just like you said about your ram. Oh, there he is. There he is. Get up on the spotter, right? And you're <laughs> hooking your phone scope up, and then, then it's gone. And we've all done that because it takes, you know, 48,000 seconds to get your phone scope on your spotter. (laughs) No, that's exactly right. And I don't, I don't want to backtrack or anything, but just to, just to go on with what you're saying. So just a little bit about me. So my background, I I don't know what it is. I've just always loved like side hustles. Um, I'm doing this full time. All in is my full time job. Now I transitioned out from another company about a month or so ago. And so up until then it's been two years of, you know, wanting this to be my full-time job, but just trying to get everything in a position so that I could make that jump and leap. But I've always been passionate about side hustles, you know, going through school. I was washing, doing a window washing carpet cleaning company that I started. And then that transitioned into, I, I started a TV and internet retail business in Southeast Idaho. And then I, you know, kind of felt like I needed to start to expand my network being from a small town. So I set this goal and started networking with different entrepreneurs all over. And, um, through that networking process, I got connected with an entrepreneur out in Utah who had a very good reputation in, in being able to start and sell businesses. And, um, through that, I ended up actually about five years ago, I joined another startup completely unrelated to the outdoor space. Um, it's a company that provides remote sign language and captioning services for deaf and hard of hearing folks. Oh, wow. So like I said, completely unrelated, uh, we have a patented technology that allows somebody who is deaf to actually put on a pair of smart glasses and see like a live interpreter in the glasses as you're speaking. And so sign glasses is that name. And I joined as the first full-time employee. And so when I joined, wasn't getting paid anything. I was kind of trying to earn some skin in the game, you know, some equity in the company. Um, and I had to go through that process of, you know, all the business development stuff. Like how do you validate a product in the market? How do you figure out how to scale a product in the market? How do you, you know, figure out how to market it, brand it, all of these different things. And so I had been with that company for five years. Um, I feel super fortunate that that's grown quite a bit. There's like, I think 18 to 20 of us full-time now. I mean, not me anymore, but there's 18 to 20 full-time there now. And um, so there's 
there's the product side of this. And then there's, you know, trying to build the business side of it and build it in a way where you can have some of that, you know, longevity in the marketplace. Um, Cause one of, one of my biggest things is I'm just super driven by passion and vision and hearing some of your story and how rich to rich came about was super inspiring to me because you guys, you know, you recognize a need in the market and you wanted to fill it. You wanted to go help up, you know, new hunters have some sort of platform they could go listen to, to get resources, to, to increase their success rate. Right. Right. And that's a, that's such an important part of, of what happened with all in and this digiscoping adapter, because when I first built that product, like I had to go do that. I started to network with a whole bunch of people that hunt and that are outdoor enthusiasts. And what I started to hear is exactly what you just explained earlier, which is everybody's run into those frustrations, right? Of missing that opportunity to capture that animal because they were fumbling around. And that's when I like really knew it was like, okay, I've got to really push hard to get there. And then a big part of my focus was like, okay, who's the right, who's the right people that I need to bring in and partner with to make sure that we're not only launching a cool product, but we're, we're pushing a brand that actually has some meaning just like Ridge to Ridge podcast. Correct. Absolutely. And so, yeah, there's that, that's probably more than your listeners wanted to hear about me, but um, I just thought it was important to point out just because of some of the stuff you were explaining. Yeah, I know listen, the, the listenership is, believe me, they're going to be all in, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, and I, I'm not kidding you. It, it's a game changer. And anyone that digiscopes would be a fool to say that it's not right. I mean, that, that's just fact. It's, it's, you know, it, it's like going from a pencil to a pen, right? Right. <laughs> it, it, it's way better. It, anyways, that being said, you know, you're 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 aligning yourself with the right people in the industry. You know, you're, you're speaking to the right people. Your partners. You know, how I, I just how is this going in the industry, right? Like, how is the industry taking to your product? You know what I mean? Well, we yeah, we've had we've had an extremely good two weeks. That's what that's that's what I'll say. And it's it's one of the coolest things for me about this. And since we launched is honestly being able to connect with guys like you, like right. and hear your story and. You know, hear you know what what hunts they've had, and or just just why they love the outdoors, and um, the product is incredible. It's disruptive. It's game changing. But me, just like my personality, I, I love meeting new people. I love hearing their story. And um, yeah, these last two weeks, it's been two weeks and three days exactly. So we launched on the 18th and moved a lot of product. Uh, people are starting to receive the product. It's, they're all being shipped now and it's really cool to see them, you know, send messages to us and share just like how excited they are to use it and how much, you know, how much better it is. And that part of it's been really, really cool. So to answer the question, I feel like the market's responding really well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It, it, uh, it seems to be because it's, it's funny that, um, if you get on YouTube, right. And you, and you watch like hunting videos, right? We all know who the influences are. Like we all know who the mainstay guys are. And then you start seeing them post videos and like, you know, Hey, look at this, right? It, it's just a game changer, man. And I'm super excited for you. I'm pumped to be honest with you. I wish I would have thought of it. Right. I'm sure everybody that, (laughs) that is going to look at your product, go, gosh, dang, why didn't I think of that? 
and that uses <laughs> digiscoping because it's it's true. Like we have all had the struggles with the standard digiscoping devices. Like it's just that's that's fact, right? So, like right. I like I said, man, I'm I'm super excited for you. I uh, I can't wait to see where your company goes. Um, I'm super pumped that you know I was able to get you on the podcast, right? And um, yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, man. And and get my get my listeners to to understand what what you got going on and how the company was founded and, and the product. It it's it's awesome. I do know that you guys are still working on certain phones, correct? Yeah. So right now what we launched with, and, and, and part of this was strategy. Part of it was like, you know, with limited resources, I could only launch with a few models. Right. And mm-hmm. so from the optics side, we launched with the Vortex Razor Gen 2. We launched with two different Swarovski spotting scopes, both the ATX STX and the ATS STS. And then we launched with what's called the Maven S1A S1S. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially four different lineups of, of spotting scopes. And we knew that these four were very popular and we were going to get some really good momentum with them. And then what we also knew is a lot of people were going to be like, Oh, when are you going to do it for the diamond back? When are you going to do it for this scope? When are you going to do it for the others? And, and so we had started prior to launching, we've started, we made sure we had all of our processes in place so that we could listen to what the market was going to tell us on which optics to do next. Right, right. And so we're already working on like six to eight more different variety of optics that I'm hoping to launch before the end of the year. Perfect. As far as the phone goes, we've got a pretty wide selection. So any of the new iPhone 13s, all the way down to the iPhone X. Perfect. All of the new S22s, the Android S22s, all the way down to the S10. So we just said like X, you know, the iPhone X and the 10, like X marks the spot. That's as low as we're going to go because... I mean, you can go pick a phone up, an iPhone 10 online for pretty cheap. And we just wanted to make sure that if people are using our system, because we're trying to position ourselves as a premium digiscoping product in the space, that they're getting a premium experience. And with that, you know, the, the newer the phone, the better the camera, right? Absolutely. And so we didn't want to go too much older than that, mm-hmm. just because we just know that the videos that they're going to be able to capture with that phone that's just a couple years newer is going to be better. And we're going to continue to expand. Like we've had several people ask us about the iPhone 12 mini and the iPhone 11 mini. Um, and we're working on getting those going, but the more, I feel like the most popular phones out there, like we have ready to go right now. Yeah. When, and, and I misspoke when I said, Oh, your phones, I, I meant to say optics, but yeah. Cause you go on the website and you look, you, I mean, yeah, you got a list of 10 iPhones you can choose from. You know, I mean, yeah, quite a bit of iPhones. The optic, the optic lineup is where there's, you know, there's only a handful right now, but they're coming bigger and better things to come. It's an exciting time for you, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Well, listen, Nathan, I appreciate it, man, that you, you let me get you on the podcast and spread the word, buddy. Yeah, no, I appreciate you inviting us on and we'll make sure we get you the product uh, real soon. Right on, man. I appreciate it. Well, just hold on real quick, all right, man? I got to uh, go ahead and, and do a little exit, all right? Just hang tight, okay? Okay, sounds good. Uh-huh.